And we're live. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Freedom Podcast. I believe this is episode 36. Um, yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, tonight, joining me on the show, I have Carrie Brown of Strong Root Resources, Ken Esch from Constructive Liberty Podcast, Thesia Ellis of Ellis Family Farms, and Nate Lamaster from Two Chicks Homestead, the other chick there, old mate. The bearded get, lady. Yeah, got to do it every week. Got to do it every week. <laughs> and right, I am sorry. drinking, wait, I am drinking some Two Chicks vodka cocktail. Is that Ooh. like a White Claw? Nah, it's close. Like it's elderberry and pear. Yeah. It's actually really good. Well, I mean, I like riding on scooters too. I just don't let anybody see it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel like bourbon last night because I drank too much last, or I didn't feel like bourbon tonight. Drank too much last night. So. <laughs> Sounds like you can't remember what night you're having what. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have a Self Reliance Festival coming up here in uh, no about ten days. I think is is when we are uh, when we're kicking that off. We're all all of us here on the screen have either been to one or uh, are going this this time or have been to one and are also going this time. Uh, so we started talking about it in the chat and, you know, I just wanted to talk about live events. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be SRF. It could be anything from, uh, you know, like a Homesteaders of America to a LFTN event or uh, a TSP workshop or anything of that nature where there's going to be skill building, community building. Uh, that type of event is kind of what, what I was thinking we, sh we could talk about. And since we've all uh, been to one particular one, I think we could we can reference that one pretty easily and have a common bond there. But but feel free to bring in anything. Um, feel free to bring in anything else that uh, that you've experienced at other events like that. So um, so to start off, let's let's go around and uh, and let everybody know uh, as of SRF. Have you been there? Are you going this year? How many have you been to? Uh, and uh, what other kind of live events have you participated in that kind of fit this bill? Uh, Ken, how, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> well, that's a whole different whole different ball game there. Do you want me to answer the question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking oh, about no, how we're doing start, tonight. Let's, let's start out with uh, how everybody's day went. Uh, oh, everybody I know had a real smooth day today. Everything went exactly the way it was. There was no chaos or anything. Uh, how about you, Ken? Did your day go pretty smooth? <laughs> Yeah, so typically my day starts about 4.30, get up, do my coffee, have all my little morning routine stuff. I'm out the door, 6. This morning is about 6.30, headed out the door. Um, had a few stops to make before I get to the job, which is about 35, 40 minutes away from the house. And no sooner than I get set up and just get started working. I mean, I, I probably wasn't in 10, 15 minutes of work. And my wife calls me like, all the pigs are out. You got to come home and help me get the pigs back in. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I didn't pack everything up. I just left it all sit out, hightail at home, 35 minute drive, which probably got made it, made it a little quicker than that, I'm sure. But uh, got the pigs all back in. They're, they're not too bad. You know, you get a bucket of feed and they'll go back in. So I'm like, good, crisis averted. Back to work, 40 minutes down the road. 
start working uh, 30, 30 minutes or so later. Wife's like, hey, the pigs are out again. Come home. <laughs> so not once, but twice did I have to come home and put the pigs back in. The second that's time really cool. was around lunchtime. So I got lunch out of the deal, which is good. But uh, That's going to be some spendy bacon with all those back uh, gas mileage. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> So, so that was how my right, day. Well, you had a nice mood day. So what uh, what what kind of events, festivals, and and that type of thing have you uh, have you been participated in? Um, I have been to the LFTN workshop three years, I think, last three years, and then Self Reliance Festival is the most recent one that I've gone to. I think I've been to two or three of those. And before that, I guess the first ever event that I went to like this would have been Mother Earth News about five years ago, which is a whole different scale. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's sure, like thousands sure. of people and you just want to pull your hair out because there's too many people around. But it was I was cool. going to say, do you prefer uh, the larger ones or, or the more intimate, smaller events? Smaller events, definitely, I, I think. I mean, there's a lot of good things about the, the larger events that I did enjoy, but you don't connect with anybody. You know, I ran into a few people I hadn't seen in a few years at, at the at, uh, what Mother Earth News Fair. But um, other than that, you don't get the, the connection that you get at smaller events like Self-Reliance Festival or even on a much smaller more intimate scale lftn right because what nicole limits that to like 60 people right or yeah around there might have been that many last time which was her biggest one i think so all right well that's a good base from where you're coming from how about you thesia what uh what you been to any of events or i know you are uh, are going to be attending here i'm excited to hear you speak i mean, can't wait to meet you <laughs> yeah, uh, the LFTM was the first one of those I had attended, and uh, some, some local YouTubers did something here uh, last spring, and it was very, very uh, um, well attended, so well attended that they were bigger than their venue, so they're going to have to move someplace bigger this next year, but it was really nice. And my day was pretty normal today, but Saturday, I've got, I had a day. <laughs> I went. Well, we twice a month we do a clothing ministry up at my church, and I get up there a little bit early to set up signs and turn the air conditioner on and get things going. And I pull up, and there's three sheriff's deputies over there by our fellowship hall. So I call my pastor and said, "Hey, um, somebody, there's sheriff's deputies here. Is it okay if I go ask him what's going on?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll be up there in a few minutes." And I said, "Okay," and then. Uh, I went around the corner just in time to see that the door to our uh, fellowship hall had been completely shuttered out. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking down the barrel of a gun because when the sheriff's deputies had pulled down on me, then he realized he was pulling down on an old lady. So he pulled up real fast. <laughs> and, I, and I said, it's okay. I, I belong here. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I did. So he told me to go around to the other side and, and we, we conversed a little bit. I helped him cordon off some areas. And I said, is it going to be safe for me to open up the clothing ministry? He goes, yeah, it should be. So then I started calling some of the other ladies so they could have a heads up before they got there. And some dude wearing nothing but turquoise shorts starts walking across the, 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 the yard. And uh, he's heading toward the sheriff's deputies. I didn't know who he was. And I said, uh, I wouldn't go that way if I were you. 
And he goes, that's exactly where I'm going. I said, okay, dude, then you're on your own. He goes around the corner and apparently he was the guy they were looking for and they slammed him on the ground and was arresting him right in front of me. I'm going, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, about an hour afterwards when it kind of hit me like, wait a minute, that dude aimed a gun at me. So that's when about an hour later is when I got the shakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool for sure, for sure. So uh, at least the dude had shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he trashed the place bad too. Oh no, what so he was just trying to hide out from the cops and he got into some place or was he just causing havoc? He he got into some drugs and uh uh I guess his he's married with children and his wife had called the day before saying my husband's disappeared, we're kinda worried about him and stuff. And he had his truck right there in front of the building. So apparently they really did know who he was and I just wasn't in on the loop, but yeah, he, anything that was electronic, he smashed, you know, televisions, uh, air conditioning unit or not the unit, but the uh, stuff on the wall. He tore down ceiling tiles and the inch in the insulation in there just completely wrecked it. But the guys at our church, they, they put it together and you almost couldn't tell that had been a lot of damage done by the time they were done. I was really proud of them. Yeah, community is good like that. When you got a good community, they can pull together and, and pool resources and figure out how to get it done right pretty quick. So that's always nice to have. So how about you, Nate? What have you been doing today? Uh, you got, Did you have a pretty normal day or did you have a crazy one too? Yeah, it's pretty normal. I mean, it's a Tuesday. There's not a whole lot going on. Snow is not flying yet. So we don't get crazy all that yet. Um, the radio install on a truck today uh working on some strobe lights so you know typical run-of-the-mill stuff um but with the uh srf and all the other stuff i've been i went to the original srf alone and then aaron and i went to the june srf together without the kids and then we've also done uh lftn 2022. okay so that was our uh our, so far our attended uh, meetups and I would say LFTN um, it's definitely I like the smaller venue um, that's kind of the nice thing you get to know everybody you can sit down and talk to a few people you have a few days just to sit around and chit chat and then uh, SRF it's more broadening your horizons and meeting some of the different speakers that John brings in right. so you're um, it's just it's it's a different network so you go, you re renew your network that you made at uh, LFTN and you meet some new people. Right, right, for sure, for sure. Okay, wanna... oh, go ahead. <laughs> Let's pull up a couple of these comments here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Kaiser said, feed the dude to Ken's pigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Hey, that's a closed loop system right there. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Problem <laughs> solution. Uh, went to church because his life was in shambles. <laughs> I uh, love the comments sometimes. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, Carrie, did you have a good day? Nice and smooth. Everything went great. No problems. It was an easy Tuesday in September. I, you know what? I did the job and I got paid for it. Um, my, uh, my, my customer today, um, I will give her credit. She is a vegan and she decided to ask me about my dietary choices. And I'm, you know, pretty much on the, opposite level of veganism but i 
Um, it, it was a, it was a productive conversation. It, it, it stayed mature. It was, it was good, but I was still, I still left her house feeling like, why did I feel like I just had to justify why I eat the way I eat? And the fact that at this point I source probably close to 80 or more percent of our meat from local farmers if I don't raise it here already. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I tried to, uh, so is yeah, she, a, not is she a health feathers, vegan but. or is she a don't hurt the pretty animals vegan or all of the above? She, she's just a very compassionate person and she like really loves animals and she cannot fathom, you know, harming an animal. And I tried to explain how, you know, with appropriate dispatch and butchering procedures, like the animal has one bad moment and what we otherwise hope we have made a, a very good life for them. And, you know, I, I explained to her how I, uh, you know, I, I give thanks to the animal and I take time to make sure my head's in the right spot before, you know, I do that. And she was like, well, I don't know if it really matters that you thank them. Like if you thanked me before you killed me. And I was like, well, that's not really, that's kind of a fallacy. That's well, the really only reason, fallacy. the only reason, well, yeah, yeah, I usually go down. The only reason that that animal was there was because I specifically bred it to raise it, to take care of it and keep it healthy because that made a better animal for me to eat. But the only purpose it was there, the only reason it was on this earth was for me to eat it. So I'm going to treat it right. I'm going to kill it humanely and I'm going to use all of it that I can. And they yeah. kind of look at you like, yeah, but it's an animal. Like, yeah, okay, fine. It wouldn't have ever been alive anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, we were able to discuss things in a way that was mutually respectful and mature, and it didn't devolve into a scream fest, which is nice because I'm like, you know, putting trees in her backyard, so that would get awkward <laughs> real quick. And yeah. like I've I've been working with her for several seasons now, so we we kind of have a, a you know we kind of know each other's personalities, and so so other than that kind of mild awkwardness that I was not expecting today, um, yeah, all went well and. Tomorrow I've got a job putting uh, new screws into a metal roof when it's going to be 93 degrees. So I planned that one really well. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Rob says, uh, I'd rather feed vegans to Ken, Ken's pigs instead of tweakers. You are what you eat, eat. You are what you eat, eat. Let's keep it cleaner and advertise the pork as vegetarian fed. So, you know. there's, a, there's a woman that drives there's a woman that drives around our uh, place. It's got a bumper sticker. It says eat vegan and no one gets hurt. Yeah. Hey, Ken, do you, do you want some rabbits? I can send you some rabbits. We've got no. rabbits. <laughs> or not, or sorry, Carrie, you, you want a couple? And you know, I can send you a couple and uh, make some rabbit feet and give her a rabbit foot. Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm not going to rock the boat with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. I would yeah. rather get paid to put the trees in and she can eat her grass and save the meat for me. Yep. Brian, what you been up to? How's your day been? My day? Well, Carrie, what events have you been uh, headed to? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So, yeah, real quick. So, I've done LFTN since 2020. So that's been cool. I've done done all three of those. Um, I went to Rogue Food Conference um, in, what was the first one? In January 2019. That was really cool um, before things got crazy. And then I went to the one following, um, I guess it was in 2021 in Lewisburg, Tennessee. That was nice. That was cool to get to, you know, shake and howdy with Joel Salatin. And um, then SRF. February and then June, and then I'll be returning here in a couple of weeks. 
Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I was interested in that rogue food. Have those both been right down there in Tennessee? They're moving them around. So the first one was uh, just south of the river, um, south of Cincinnati. And then the Lewisburg one at like, a, it's like a horse farm slash event center. And now they're having them in Florida. So I think they're just kind of jumping around. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad strategy. Um, me, I uh, today was pretty uh, pretty solid day. I guess uh, I had to run to the bank because I don't trust the app to actually do its job. I had to had to drop a check off, and uh, yeah, that was that was about it. And then uh, kind of thought about today's episode, thought about tomorrow's episode of my podcast, and cruised through the day. Uh, had showings at the house, so we were kind of stuck. Um, we get pulled up into the camper when people are here. So you're kind of committed to doing computer work and stuff. So that's kind of what, what I had. I'm uh, thinking about final preps to leave, uh, leave for SRF this spring or uh, it's fall now, I guess <laughs> this fall I went last spring, but yeah, we're taking off here a week from today actually. So no, I do not trust the bank, but I trust their app even less, especially with my crappy cell signal. Um, if you send that thing in and it kind of goes, but it doesn't really go, it was a, it was a significant check. So I didn't want to screw around. You don't want it to end up in somebody else's account. <laughs> yeah. Now I have the paper receipt to come back, but, uh, as far as events, I, I went to Squatch Fest. Uh, that was definitely a community building event out in Seattle with, uh, with Brian Norton and Food, Food Forest Farms. Uh, that was, that was fantastic. Uh, went to the spring SRF, and then I am returning to uh, this one here in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of it in this realm. I used to be a big music junkie, went to tons of festivals and stuff like that. I guess that's community building, but not really in the sense of what we're talking about tonight. So I'm a relative newbie uh, going on three events. And uh, yeah, so that's what I got. Um so kind of what I wanted to talk about is uh, what kind of expectations you have when you're when you're looking at an event. So say you're looking at Self-Reliance Festival and you want to go to that, you're looking at it. What expectations did you go into it with? Thesia, you're going to be kind of talking about what you're going into it with this time, but we've all been to one other than you. Uh, Kind of what did you expect when you when you signed up to go to that and and both and uh you ken and carrie have kind of both per, per, participated in the event also so um that's that's kind of a different lens too ken, start us off there yeah i don't um, know there's a go ahead uh, i'm sorry who did you say to go first go ahead I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? after, doing, after doing LFTN and seeing how wonderful the people were there and stuff, I thought, and I really thought it was a once in a lifetime time thing. And it might be because, you know, that's a lot of money. Um, it was nothing what I expected. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but it was kind of cool because it filled so many thing needs that I had had at the time, you know, with the, I do feel pretty isolated here by myself. And uh, so meeting other people was pretty important to me. And I'll be perfectly honest on a, on a, on a, on a, a sheerly surface note. It's like, ooh, this is a chance to get footage to put on my YouTube channel. Because every time I go to an event and I state what an event is and put it, I get more views. But I get so much more out of that than this. Um, 
because now I've stated this before because Nate had asked to be part of this podcast. It gave me some courage to even think, well, you know, I could be part of podcasts. I can actually, and I do have a story to tell and maybe I can actually contribute something and, and be part an actual true part of this community. And as long as everybody's patient with me, I'm going to keep trying to do that. Oh no, you're doing great. We, uh, I love having you. I've, I've really enjoyed having you jump on. So I'm glad you did. I'm glad you went to LFTN and, I'm glad to talk to Nate and everything because it's been great. So how about you, Ken? How about uh, what kind of expectations do you have kind of looking at an event and uh, evaluating what you want to take out of it? And is it ever right? Like, have you ever <laughs> been right? <laughs> it's never right. And I'm kind of shifting my strategy on events. I used to, I'm, I'm one that doesn't like to miss anything. Like if I go to an event, I want to take in all the speakers, hear all the information, catalog everything, take all the notes so that I don't miss a thing. If I come across good deals on things that I think I'm going to use in the future, whether that is for an app or for something like that, it's like, you know, it's just being developed. So it's like $27, you get lifetime access to it. I'm like, I got to buy all these things. I don't like to miss things. And I've, I've kind of approached events the same way. And um, I think it was this, yeah, it was this past LFTN event. I, it was the first time I'd ever met Tim, the real Tim Cook in person. And I kind of watched what he did in that he would, I think he missed more than half the presentations. Like he, he didn't even go to half of them. He was there to make connections. And I like the good connections, but I also like to hear the information. So kind of how I'm approaching things now is to, if I can take one, th one good thing away, one actionable thing away from an event, then, then it's been well worth it. And, and the connections that you make there are going to be a lot longer lasting than something that, random person speaking is going to say, you know, the, the connections, cause you can, you can develop that relationship. Who knows what can come out of it. So I'm kind of shifting from trying to soak all the information in to maybe, maybe getting one piece of information that I can act on, but then trying to form connections. And that also is a hard practice for me because I'm more of a, uh, more of an introvert. So, I really uh, have to put you and, me, you and me can sit at a table <laughs> because you're kind of you're kind of saying exactly what I was planning on doing this 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 time. <laughs> I'm exactly the same way you are as far as yeah. having to see everything. Um, right? I didn't want to be I didn't want to be out of that tent or out of that garage when someone started talking. So exactly. I was putting conversation short. I was checking my watch and shit like that. Yeah, not again. <laughs> and and on the yeah. introvert side, you know, I, it, it depends on my intentions. Like like my intentions were to watch all the events. So it wasn't right. that I was introverted. It was, I was kind of trying to watch all the events. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for me on the, on some of that, it's, I hate small talk. Like I can sit down and have a good conversation with you for hours if we're talking about something, but to, to just chit chat, which is 99% of what most people do. I, I hate that. And it's so hard for me to, to get past that. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? The weather's sure hot today. <laughs> Don't know where else to go with this. It's to give up, so, to give up the information from a speaker to have small talk. Is it? Yeah. A really we've talked state. about the weather with 39 different people today. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of my approach now to, to these events. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie, uh, we had a great conversation when we were there and it was it was awesome to be able to, to pick pick your brain because we were going to be moving, hopefully, to that general area, general vicinity. And we were able to pick your brain about a lot of stuff. So it wasn't a bunch of small talk. It was very productive and very fruitful conversation. And we got to know you better and you got to know us better. So uh, those are the kind of the connections I uh, really valued at SRF and uh yeah, how about you, Carrie? How about what are your expectations going to like Rogue Food was pretty big, wasn't that's a larger event. Um yeah. How about going into something like that as opposed to an SRF? Yeah, so Rogue was a little bit more not exactly formal, but a little more um contained. Uh, mostly just because in both cases they were kind of like at a uh an event venue that was more everybody was kind of corralled into one area for the most part. Um, but the nice part of the 2019 rogue, I just, um, we went there for, it was one full day of presentations. So you're pretty much sitting at a table, um, listening to what everybody's got to say. And then you got a little bit of time to kind of, uh, kind of find who you want to associate with in between. The second one I went to was bigger and I ended up kind of buying like the upgraded ticket and went to the dinner with a bunch of people after the fact, um, chef Brett, Nicole's friend served up an amazing dinner. And, uh, I actually got to sit down with uh, Congressman Thomas Massey and his wife and, uh, as well as, uh, Mike, the polymath from, um, easy peasy podcast and several other people and had some really, really quality conversations and you know i could give a flip about politics but it was interesting hearing things on from an insider's perspective coming from coming from massey massey's a really cool dude um i followed him for a long time and uh yeah if i have to respect one one person in political office it'd be that dude because he he walks the walk and talks the talk and follows through and he don't give a shit about any bullshit so yeah and he follows his principles and he doesn't stray from it so that's that's encouraging um and then the uh the february srf i got there late the first morning because uh the toyota had the hiccups <laughs> and my buddy dj that i was staying with out there dj melissa white he helped me change out uh, yeah, coil packs and spark plugs because that's what I wanted to do that February morning, but um, could have been worse, you know. I was able to get everything um, changed out for the for the cost of the parts, and I between me and DJ and his ratchet set and some YouTube, we made it happen. So that was pretty cool. So that was just another example of yeah, I missed out on the first couple of presentations that morning, but you know I built this you know, this, the, the way guys work together or two people work together when they, you know, when they kind of go after a problem and nobody's freaking out, nobody's losing them in their mind. They're just like, okay, let's diagnose this. And, you know, we're sitting here in the parking lot of uh, advanced auto parts. We can make this, we can make this happen. Um, so yeah, I just, I go, I go for, uh, I go for the people. I go to have those side conversations to, uh, of course, listen and, and wick up whatever I can. And then also as well, being a bit of an introvert myself, I have to have my moments of rest and recoup and then kind of get back out there. And this time around, uh, Don Sutton and I are going to be running the information booth slash visitor center. I think we're calling it the community connection. 
And so we both had the idea basically at the same time presented it to Nicole. I was like, we need this booth. We need to have a place where people can bring their information. We're going to, um, we're going to make a, basically make a notebook, um, that people can come in and check and they can take photos of the information cards from people who are near them or wherever they're going to be traveling, that kind of thing. And it's going to be kind of curated, kind of organized. And so, I will have no choice but to put on my fririendliest face and <laughs> and and save all my people energy. To we'll help we'll tag you in and out when you when you need a break. You just got to put up the bat signal, and somebody will come in and tag you out, and you can go have a little decompression time. Yeah, I kind of figure between all of us there, we'd be able to kind of you know anarchy our way through that one. I mean, we're we're kind of get shit done and figure it out type of crew. So I'm guessing if you need some help, there's going to be plenty of people that'll pitch in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just say, "Hey, real Tim Cook, where are you? I need you. I need you to come over here and stand here." <laughs> yeah, I need your I need yes, your friendly Canadian over here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Nate, how's it going? Uh, what What about expectations for you? I know you went to the original SRF and then uh, then LFT at events. Um, how, how did that go? Was it, uh, was it everything you would expected and, uh, and you'll do it all the same every time? So there, there's a little bit of a backstory to the first SRF, how I ended up down there. Um, we had both come down with the human malware virus before, you know, like three or four weeks before Aaron was still recovering. I was fine. Um, she opted to stay home cause she wasn't a hundred percent. And then I went down there not knowing what to expect because John from SOE is the reason I'm here. He's the reason why I found TSP. He's the reason why I found Nicole. He's the reason why I started growing what I can at this piece of property. So I'm like, I've been following him for 10 years and now I'm driving down to his place with a tent (laughs) in the back of my car no, you know, some beef jerky and some freeze dried cheese. And that's my dinner for two days. Like, I, I have no clue what to expect. Cause At I least had, you won't have to poop. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I didn't know what to expect. And it was amazing once I walked in the door. Um, just the hospitality down there is top notch. John will spend as much time as he can walking you around. If you got questions about his setup, he'll do it. I didn't know what to expect with the speakers. I kind of went into it going, if I get a few good ideas, it'll give me something to research. And I made some more friends down there. And those were faces that I recognized at LFTN. And then we got a little bit closer at LFTN because we had already had that eyeball meeting at SRF and then going back to SRF, you know, in June definitely helped out. Cause that was like right there, you know, w- within a month or two months, I think of Nicole's workshop, but Nicole's, I had no clue what to expect. Aaron had already been there before and that was just information overload. And just us coming home, we're writing notes in the truck. You know, I'm driving home. She's writing all the notes going, okay, we're going to do this, this, you know, this, 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 you know, let's look into this and yada, yada, yada. And it was a heck of a ride home. That's for sure. 
so so it kind of seems like a common theme through everybody here that if there was uh if there's a package to get the content after the fact on video it would be very valuable to have because you could spend your time making connections catching the one or two speakers you wanted but still be able to see all the information after the fact right yeah definitely i mean i it's if you're not going and you want to catch up even if you go and you want to catch up on the stuff you miss if you're one person you can't go to all the all the stuff it's physically impossible well, right. so a lot of yeah. stuff down at srf overlaps yeah they got they yeah they got two different stages going so you gotta and that's that's a lot of of larger conferences and you just if you're speaking you just hope you're not speaking against spearco or somebody um <laughs> well <laughs> it is what it is uh but yeah so yeah you got to pick and choose what you want to see anyway and uh i was trying to think and this is kind of the next thing i want to go with uh what is something actionable you did take away from like the last SRF or the last event you were at that, uh, that you were like, Oh wow, I'm going to go do that. And you actually followed through and did it. I, I kind of thought about it for myself and, and I'll start here, but I, at the last SRF, I was trying to think of an actionable thing. And I, I kept thinking of all of these different things that I heard the speakers that I saw, because like Ken, I, I devoured everything I could. I couldn't see everything because there were two stages at a time, but the, the stuff I devoured, I just kept going through my head. What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And what I realized is I've done something. It was the attitude to actually accomplish something is what I took away from all of them across the board. There was a ton of great information and it, it, it all processed, it all went into that learning, but the overall feeling of motivation and get shit done attitude and it's time to act instead of plan was what I took away from everyone. And so that was that was uh, kind of the thought that I, I walked away with, the actionable, the actionable thing I took away and I just kept doing stuff. I, I kept building what I've been working on. So that's kind of how I, I took something away from my last event. Uh, Carrie, you, uh, what did you take away from SRF down there uh, this last time? Oh, I had a notebook just packed full of, of all my scratch and all my notes and everything. And I spent that four hour drive going home, just kind of working it over and also listening to the ones that, uh, that I had missed that, that was up on YouTube for that little bit. Um, I, uh, I loved Billy Bond's presentation uh, about the whole, you know, the whole composting thing. And, and that is something that I'm starting to put together myself. We've got three different kind of like chain restaurants, literally at the bottom of, a, of our hill, a subway and a, and a uh, Domino's and like a kind of a uh, barbecue type joint. And I want to build a relationship down there and start getting into their waste stream, you know, find a way that it's uh, uh, that it's useful. I use it to feed these turkeys and these chickens and whatever else we bring on the property. But what cracked me up was was just Billy's sense of humor and his humility and his just, you know, no fucks given kind of kind of approach. And, and he's like basically like, look, if a 
you know, if a black man in the country can can make this happen, ain't none of y'all got an excuse, okay? So uh, yeah, and then yeah, when he was I, talking about having an advantage trying to get the shit from the restaurants was fantastic. I was like, I know. Yeah. I mean, anybody, I, the people that are willing to joke about stuff like that and stop being oversensitive and over hypersensitive about everything that that made my day. Uh, I think everybody in that tent about cracked up when he went through that whole scenario. Jack about fell out of his seat. He was sitting <laughs> on the side. He just about fell over. It was hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and that was one of the kind of big uh, overarching themes I noticed was that people were there to get stuff done and to learn, but I didn't catch too many people t- taking themselves too seriously. And that's been a personal struggle of mine in the past is that I am too serious and too easily triggered. And, you know, we make fun of people all the time for being, you know, easily offended here and here kind of in the freedom community. And I realized I needed to check myself from time to time because I was getting butthurt over stuff that had nothing to do with me. So all of that, especially with, you know, John Willis's approach, I try to channel my inner Willis a little more, um, be a little less of a, uh, you know, of a people pleaser and, you know, maybe set up a discount code or something with some turd name in it. So I just, you know, I, I've gotten to where I can take the good, take what's useful to me and just set aside and disregard stuff that doesn't quite feel right and, and just roll on. Perfect. Carrie's new, Carrie's new coupon code, not vegan. Not vegan. <laughs> Definitely not vegan. Carnivore. <laughs> yep. Uh, how about you, Nate? What'd you take away uh, the last last event or two that you've been uh, you were at? Uh, one of the big things is we're on the right track, but we can do more. Um, we're slowly getting there. We're really limited on space here, so there's not a lot of stuff I can implement like larger animals. But I can think about it as time goes by, and we get that piece of property that we can work with. Um, so it doesn't hurt learning that stuff, but the compost, yeah, we can work on that right now. We got a pile behind the, uh, ch- the chicken coop that we have all our compost. Well, you know um, what to do with a, with a hog when it's done, once you have the land to raise it. So you got, right. half, you got half the process down already. The, the other yeah. process is uh, you're going to have to talk to Ken about keeping them in the fence. Yeah, exactly. Or not, or talk to Ken how, yeah, make sure you keep them in the fence. Not do what Ken does. Right. Don't do what I do. <laughs> this is how not to do pigs. <laughs> Corey yeah. wanted to know why you have, why you have woolly pigs. Do they they are uh, Mangalitsa pigs. They're like a, I don't know, an old heritage breed. They're really good fat, supposedly good on grass, things like that. So we have them out on pasture, or at least we did have. Now we moved them under the trees. I think the reason they were getting out, this is kind of a a pig trail instead of a rabbit trail. We're having a hot spell here. And so they were just overly hot and hadn't, and we're out with no shade. So they were down trying to get into the trees for shade. So we ended up moving them down to the trees and they were fine in the fence. They just needed a place to get some shade. So end of pig trail. (laughs) All right, so Nate, you are you're on the right path. You want to do more, man. Don't worry about that because even when you're doing more, you're going to want to do more. Um, and well, going and going, and going to events is only going to make you want to do more. Right. Uh, but. And that and that's how I am. Like it it drives me nuts to sit here idle and not be able to do some stuff. Like I constantly have to be moving. 
and that's I'll I'll randomly go find something I need to learn and just start going down that road because I can't do the things I want to do yet. Yeah. We're getting there though, yet. Yeah. So all right. How about you, Thesia? What have you uh what'd you take away from that? You was it the YouTuber conference that uh that you went to last or LFTN? What uh what what did you kind of take away from those? I think the biggest thing was at the LFTN uh, thing, uh, one thing, meeting some of the people that I, when you, cause even though the other one I'd gone to, I knew a couple of YouTubers and that was pretty cool and stuff. They were, they were so busy with people that they, they, that you couldn't really sit down and have conversations with them. So at LFTN, we sat down and had conversations and we learned things and, you know, like uh Haggai, he was wonderful. Like, he, him and his wife were just wonderful people. And, uh, I'm sure if I talked to more people, I would have found that with more of them also. Um, so that was a, a pretty good thing. But I think the one actual tangible nugget that I got uh, was that evening we were sitting with uh, uh, Toolman Tim and, and I was asking him because I was watching him as he was growing his YouTube channel and doing stuff. He was talking about doing uh uh some contests and stuff. I said, how'd that work for you? And And he goes, well, you know, it was fun, but. He goes, actually, we didn't we didn't get as many um, uh, subscribers from that as we had anticipated. Uh, he goes, biggest thing was going out onto podcast. And I'm thinking, oh, OK. So that 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 got me to thinking, you know, well, you know, can I even contribute to a podcast? I think I can, you know, and, and stuff. But yeah, but I, yeah, the biggest thing that that was that was the, the tangible nugget and everything else was just being able to sit face to face with people who kind of have a little bit of the same philosophy I do. And, uh, it was, it was very encouraging. It's definitely a different energy when you are actually standing face to face, uh, even, even screen to screen here and we're looking at each other or you're watching somebody that, that being face to face. And I don't know if it's, you know, I've been going down these rabbit holes with, uh, with grounding and frequencies and all this different stuff I've been looking into. And I don't know if it's something to do with that or just being, being in person. And maybe this was what the whole, uh, the whole KUFAS was about was just disconnecting people and getting back to be with people and uh, feel that energy has been, been pretty cool, pretty cool. So um, how about you, Ken, what'd you take away from uh, the last couple of events? Well, a couple different things on the different ones. Um, at LFTN, it, like like a couple of the others pointed out, it is just a whole different level of connection. It's a lot more intimate. Um, you've, she's got a couple cool spaces there. Like you can go under the what she calls the Taj Mahaler, or she's got the fire pit. There's they've got a couple different areas where you can just sit with a couple different people, two three people. You know, all of a sudden the group might grow to. 10 or 15 people everybody just having a good conversation about life like you get to hear people's story and that that intrigues me is is hearing people's story I, i'm i like that um i also learned there that i'm not a party animal like some people are i've got to have my bedtime and others will party for i don't know hours and hours and hours a lot longer than i will <laughs> they had the karaoke going I, I don't even want to guess how late they, they were 4 at. 4 a.m. Um, 
Nope. 4 I, I gotta have my sleep. Day. 4 a.m. Oh, yep. yeah. No, I gotta have my Sometimes sleep. They'll get rolling in the morning if they're up at four. Uh, they were a little probably, slow to get up in the morning. Ten, eleven o'clock. Some of them. <laughs> I'm I'm up by six, six thirty. So four a.m. doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to uh, Bernard shoving toys in my face at uh, five a.m. every morning. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake you up. <laughs> At the uh, the most recent Self Reliance Festival, I made a really good connection with a, a marketer there, a girl who's got her own marketing agency, which is something that I'm trying to get into a little bit, to, just as a service I can offer to work from home a little bit more. So, um, kind of developed a connection there. I'll, I'll be working with her on some projects, actually going through one of her courses that she has. So that was that was kind of a cool connection that I made there. Um, completely unrelated to, you know, what, what most people go to self-reliance for to learn how to grow food and raise animals and all of that. But it's, Hey, it's the connections. Oh, it is. Oh, it's for sure. Every, everybody brings something new to a, uh, to an event. Um, You kind of, we kind of already touched on what my next, uh, my next talking point was, was kind of uh, how you were going to, how you're going to change up if there's any changes that you will make to your philosophy, uh, how you approach things, what the way you will, uh, will you, you will take in an event, or maybe you're going to go to more or you're going to, you're done doing it. Uh, you know, we've kind of talked about the goods, the expectations and what you took away from it. What would you change? How would you, uh, how you, would you address things different or everything great? And we're going to go full steam and try to go to as many as I can. Uh, does that make any sense, Ken? You want to go right back around and hit that yeah. on the way back? Because you stole all my answers before. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't answer that last one. <laughs> oh, what did I? What I took uh, took away from the events? I kind of started with you know just yeah, the right. the motivation of everything um, more than any particular particular skill to single out was everybody just was go for it and do it. Um, mm-hmm kind of a overwhelming theme for me when I got back in my camper <laughs> at the end of the day. And then after yeah. the end of the two days, I was just like, holy shit, let's get home. Uh, we're doing this style. We're doing this. We're doing this. And away we went. And it was kind of mm. like the tipping point of actually the catalyst of everything getting rolling officially. So, yeah. Awesome. So. Um, For going forward for events, I mean, as long as there's, something new to learn or something I don't know about or something I'm interested in. I'm going to events. I'll, I'll go to all I can. <laughs> there, there's an event, a little conference. Actually, it's kind of a training that I want to go to the week, like the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before SRF, but there's just no way I can do it. Um, what? Well, yeah, there is a, was there one this weekend? Um, was it a back to, back to the, back to the, back land, to the festival? land festival? Yeah. Same area, not far from them. Uh, just maybe an hour south of Camden, I think. That's yeah, a gets, yeah, different one, but <laughs> it gets busy. It gets hard, um, especially when you got a when you have a farm to take care of, when you have uh, whatever, and then the money side of it too. Uh, SRF is nice. It's uh, it's a little bigger, but a, but less cost less uh, less cost for the tickets. Um, the yeah. more intimate events, obviously, you're going to pay more for a more intimate event that's it's going to be more focused. So. Um, it kind of spreads it out to more people to go to either mm-hmm. way there. Yeah. So another thing that going forward, I mean, I'm definitely not going to quit going to events and like, I like a broad spectrum of things. So 
I have a cousin who puts on a business conference. Um, last year it was in Nashville. So I've been to the last three of those. I just, I have a lot of varied interests. So I, I go to things, but the, the thing that I want to do is actually start doing my own events. Um, like, uh, I don't know, people need hard skills. And so I'm thinking something down the lines of a, a skills academy, something that direction. But yeah, it's all up in here yet. That's so, fantastic. You that should network with, uh, with Brian Norton. Um, he's got something going on that he's calling uh, do direct. Uh, direct uh, I don't care. It's, it's actually skill building uh, for people that have been suddenly made single parents uh it's to yeah. give them some time away from from the kids constant care taking the kids into the woods um at his at his hip camp and uh and providing different skills like that for kids and then giving the parent the mom uh whether it's male or female doesn't really matter but that that single parent role giving them some time away to enjoy in nature also so mm. um there he is dads uh, direct, direct action dudes, camp dad yeah, is what he wants to do. Gotcha. So. I love it. That's awesome. So you should, you should network with him. I think, uh, when you had your retreat idea, that was kind of sort of the direction it was going down. It wasn't necessarily single, single parents, but more of, right. of, of bonding with dads and sons or parents and sons. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. So see, making connections here in audience members. You're both going to be at SRF. You can you can hey, hash it out there. Over we're gonna have there. to link up and 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 hash it out. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. How about you, Thesia? You've been to a you went to LFTN. You went to your your conference. You're on your way to SRF. Uh, any changes? You're gonna shift any gears? You're just gonna kind of kind of roll with it. Well, uh, I want to back up just a little bit because one other thought that came to me on LFTN is I. When Tom and I were dating, we went camping and fishing and boating and stuff all the time. In the last 10, 15 years, we haven't done that. So I thought I knew what I was doing. And I showed up with a tent and an air mattress and stuff. And I packed for Oklahoma summer. And I about froze my keister off. But <laughs> that first night. And Letty Lou and, and Amy and two other ladies were so sweet and helped me put up this tent. Because I, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And, the, and they were just all so good to me. And then Hog, Mr. Hog Guy gave me a a, a sleeping bag the next night and I slept so good, you know, but they were so kind to me that, that I have to admit that really stuck and nobody was judgmental. It was like, he can't figure out how to put up a tent. What kind of survivalist are you? He's like, well, you know, not, you know, but uh, so I did want to bring that one up to how kind people were to me in that area. Um, I would like to attend more, uh, places like that but you know what those are kind of far away and so far i haven't found too much in my direction and just like what ken was saying i'm on 40 acres and it's almost like wide open i'd love to get our place cleaned up and i'd like to be able to start maybe getting a little bit of talent here and having some uh some stuff and you, you think in oklahoma there would be a lot of people that have the same mindset and they may do but i just haven't found them yet and I would like to be able to start maybe doing something like that in my pro in my place here. Feel the dreams, Thesia. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, I still got to learn how to fix a uh, uh, skirting on my trailer house. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I was gonna I, when you brought up the kindness, that was something that I was gonna say to anybody that's ever nervous about going to an event in this space. Don't be. Show up by yourself with somebody, but everybody is super nice i i haven't ran into one 
one dick at any at any event really um even if they are you get along it's just it's just an open atmosphere everybody's there to help everybody else and figure it out and make connections so you don't have to worry about going by yourself you don't have to worry about feeling ostracized or anything like that just everybody's everybody's there for everybody else so yeah how about you nate all right so srf and lftn were test beds for a couple of things for us so i'm going to take the drink right now because i'm going to mention ham radio Jesus. So SRF was the first time I ever ran a portable ham radio station. And that was a, I wanted to test it out while I was down there to be able to do parks on the air, which is kind of like a ham radio game. Um, Pokemon go for ham radio. You got to go hunt parks. (laughs) It's fun. Um, so, Aaron, so this was the this was the the setup that we saw that you had. Yeah, this was the same. So yep. the one where you were talking to the guy that you could hear talking. Yep. On yep. the radio. Yep. So um, was that yep. the, that's so that's the Pokemon Go type of thing? Kind of, yeah. Is that hard um, to make that connection? I was wondering that after the fact that I was making fun of it. Is it really hard to make that connection because it's so close, or is that actually easy? Well, that that's not close. That guy that you get that you were to, you were listening to before the stream. So I no, stream, no 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 um, at SRF when, when at, you at SRF portable. with the uh, eighty meter setup when I was down at SRF. Yes, that was extremely hard because that that was not the right system to have. Okay, so, but I was having no problem getting into like California, Texas, Florida, right. New York with that setup. So, so it was, more, it was actually more impressive than I was making fun of. I, I apologize. The no problem. There, my man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I wanted to bring all the stuff down because I had mentioned in one of the ham radio groups that I'm in, I'm going to a self-reliance festival and I can't check into the weekly net, the DHF net. So you're going to a self-reliance festival, you're a ham radio operator and you're not taking your radio with you. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to fix that. And I'm going to check into the net while I'm down at SRF on battery power with a radio. And that's exactly Almost what like I you did. were being self-reliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so that that was that use case. So that was a test bed to get get me off my butt to do something fun in my hobby. And then Nicole's event lit a fire under Aaron and I to host an event at our house. And we did a chicken processing workshop. So granted, we only had two people show up. We sold two birds. The two people came over, butchered their birds, start to finish, you know, called the birds, butchered them out, cleaned them out the whole nine yards on ice into, you know, sealed the bags, everything. So they went step by step through the entire process. But you only had eight available, right? Six. You only had six available. So you you were 33% full. Actually, you had that third person. So you were half full. Yeah, so we had we had, a third had two person, people, but you were yeah. half full. That's that's pretty damn good for your first event, I would say. Exactly. Yeah, we put up six tickets, three paid, two showed up, one canceled about twenty minutes before they're supposed to show up. Sorry, cool. you're not getting a refund. You know, it's we're not gonna play that game. Um, but yeah, it's that really got us out of our comfort zone, and also helped two people in our our local network 
to learn how to process a bird. So now they have that hard skill where if they have to, they both own chickens. If they get a rooster that's being a pain in the ass, he's going in the crock pot. Now, are you going to, do they raise meat birds themselves? No, they have layers. Now, is there an avenue there now for you to raise meat birds for them and sell them the birds and have them process their own? That is a very touchy subject in Illinois. Selling um, live animals? Yes, yeah, selling live animals. What? Um, it's, uh, there's a trick to it, and so you have to be in possession of the bird for 30 days before you can put it in the freezer. All right. All right, we're going to uh, skip over that because my yeah. brain might explode if you say that again. <laughs> we're just going to yeah, leave that uh, where it is, and uh, you guys can uh, give her possession to whatever she needs. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. Wow. Can you plead ignorance? Yes, I can plead ignorance. We will raise the birds for the first 30 days of its life. For yep. The and last 30 days of its life, we host a bird-sitting service. Yeah, there you it's go. your possession. You come over and pick out the bird, and then, oh, I yep. have to build my coop for it. We'll paint it. We'll paint <laughs> its nose with or its beak with no, no nail polish so you know which one's yours, and we'll just yep, take yep. care of it for you. Well, that's why I have rabbits, because I can sell somebody a live rabbit very easily. So does rabbit, does that fall under poultry in Illinois? Nope. No. Yeah, it's I heard it's, it's considered that. an exotic pet. Yeah, I heard Nicole say that they just passed, they just rolled them under poultry in Tennessee. That's that's kind of where they were in Minnesota the whole time we were raising them. So Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain they are, but it's easier to sell for, uh, for a pet. As a pet, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Carrie? You uh, you kind of full steam ahead. You change it up. Uh, you uh, you you gonna change gears at the festivals? You gonna kind of slow down on going to them? What do you, what do you got uh, changing up? I mean, as long as I've got the ability to uh, travel a little bit, and I'm able to you know arrange my business where I can do that, and you know for the most part, Angel prefers to stay home if I'm going to larger events, so she takes care of things here while I'm away for you know two or three days. I'm gonna keep doing it. I mean, this fits with how I'm wanting to grow the business. Um, I'm steering things more in a uh, lifestyle business direction. I still want to teach. We're hosting stuff out here. So I'm watching. I'm learning from Nicole and John when it comes to coordinating events. I'm listening in uh, to the people who are who are kind of behind the scenes on all that. Um, we've had two uh, what we're calling the homesteader surplus swap. We've had two here. They have been well attended for relatively little uh, promotion on my part. We were going to do them monthly, but I think what I want to do instead is do them quarterly. Make it a full day thing, make it an actual event, charge a little bit of money instead of just kind of a suggested donation. Um, get the conversation going, like like with SRF, get the conversation going and keep people interested. Have people talk about what they want to bring, what they're looking for. And, uh, we, and we've met good people locally that way. So it's like, I've got, I've got you guys kind of at a distance and we get together when we can. And then I'm starting to find local people, uh, that, uh, we can, you know, coordinate projects with, we can help each other out. So I'm, so did you, I'm just going to keep what at did it. You do at your, what did you do at your event? Was it, so it was a swap meet. 
Um, basically. And then did you guys do any sort of skill uh, skill building or project or anything along with that? Or it was just kind of a get together and, and build community and, and have a swap meet? Yeah, that's why we, we just called it the swap and social. That's what we kind of determined people mostly wanted to do. But the next one I, I am going to do, um, I'm going to do a demo. I think I'm going to do a basics of firewood processing demo um, that which makes sense for December. Right. Um, and we're also going, we're planning out right now a basics of carpentry class. Right. And we're going to kind of, we're going to look for the people who are brand new to like running a miter saw or a circular saw or teaching them how to run a, uh, a hammer drill without breaking their wrist. Just, just, um, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> Use the handle. Yeah. Use yeah. It. Yeah. They, they, they put give that in there for a reason. reason. <laughs> yeah. It, it matters. Yeah. So we're going to take it on the kneecap or some other part you don't want to hit with the handle. Oh, just man, hey, or, a, yeah. a two inch hole saw on the end of a Milwaukee M18. All you do, you hold on to it one hand and you lean into it with your thigh with the other hand. It stays put. <laughs> and you end up with a big circular bruise wherever you're leaning into it. <laughs> yep. Where you crush your hand between whatever you're drilling and, and the, the edge of the door jam and mm-hmm, good yep, times. Yep, yep. Been there so with, uh, with Angel having, you know, uh, like arthritis and stuff and having to like modify the way she grips things, modify, modify the way she uses tools. She's interested in helping people um, who maybe ha- have some of the same struggles find their workarounds as well. Um, or just people who are just unfamiliar with tools. We've got all this DIY culture out there, but a lot of people are just weirded out. You know, I mean, saws are intimidating if you don't know how to handle them safely. So I We're going to teach them how to market do that. right there. Just a big viewer market in the in the being able to adapt on the arthritis side of things. That's that's huge, man. Yeah. I, I've watched I've watched several family members kind of go through that progression and have to relearn that skill and basically give it up because they're like, yeah, I can't do this now. Um, if there are resources out there on that, there are ways to use those. That that'd probably be pretty valuable. Yeah. Yeah, so we're looking, we'll we'll probably plan that for November. It should still be pretty pleasant. Um, we've got an event tent out here, so we can we can stay dry. And uh, yeah, we're just we're just gonna keep pushing forward on that kind of stuff because my overarching goal is to earn as much of my money money from this land right here in one form or another, and a little less working on other people's properties. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, the event the events are, are definitely a great way to do it. There's just multi multi. Uh, multi avenues of income through events. Um, mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you have, you have that skill building, you have that swap meet, and then you also have your advertising for your business as you're standing there talking to people and yep. you have your work all around you. Um, that's, yeah, it's kind of a great venue. Um, so anybody else have any final thoughts on events? Maybe go around grab a, grab a final thought. If you have one, if you don't um, just say, uh, say pass. Um, just kind of going forward, any advice to people that are thinking about going or uh, waiting to take that plunge or what to expect? Um, yeah, just give give the guests uh, or uh, the listeners a final thought. Uh, how about you, Ken? Just go. Pick something and go. You got to make connections. You got to learn things. Even if you think you know everything you need to know, there's going to be something there you haven't learned. And you can meet new people, awesome people. So pick an event, find something close to you. And start going. 
Somebody sees you. I I agree. You are not alone wherever you are. There are somebody around you that has that has the same kind of mindset you do, and you just got to find out how to connect with them. And going to these events is a critical part of finding these people. Yep, and I don't I don't necessarily think it has to be uh, an SRF or a, a 60, 60 person event at at Nicole's or Jack's or uh, SRF. It could be as much as uh, as a screening of uh, I think Jack uses this example screen screen a permaculture movie at your community center if you can get in there for free or maybe a church uh, a church bingo hall or whatever uh, where you can screen a movie and have that space and just advertise it for a while you're going to get like minded people that show up to that so it doesn't necessarily have to be the events we're talking about but uh, yeah do something find some people alone. Uh, how about you, Nate? What do you, what do you got? Last thought? Don't be afraid to go meet somebody because you never know what it's going to bring. We had, we went out to the local skydiving center to go meet up with uh, Carlos Ortiz from Life at Terminal Velocity. He's a YouTube channel. And we just had him on our podcast last week to talk about skydiving and homesteading. And that all stemmed from us going to go meet him at the drop zone that one day. And what what did, what else did you talk about, Nate? Ham <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> radio. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Carrie, uh, wrap us up with a little piece of advice. Uh, I've never regretted yet, you know, taking that, taking that little chance of the, the more I push myself out of, out of the box every time I've been rewarded in one form or another. Um, 99% of the time, there's really no such thing as a wrong decision. So just, just go for it, make the best of it. Uh, and still forums like meetup.com you know, scan the local events on Facebook. I know Facebook stinks, but there's still some some value to be found in there. Uh, and uh, I mean, go look, go to your. We still have libraries with bulletin boards. Go see what's going on. Go somewhere where people are doing stuff, not just sitting around talking about things. And uh, you know, that's that's how you find each other. That's how it works. Yeah, and I'm gonna piggyback off everybody. Really, um, yeah, just just find something, do something. Uh, and, and remember that it doesn't have to be a hundred percent in line with you. Like we have these great events like SRF where I can go there and I, I really probably going to agree with the majority of what other people are thinking. I would suspect it doesn't have to, but even if you have one common interest, like the permaculture screening of a permaculture movie, they might be a a purple breathing permaculturist and you may be an anarchist. Uh, permaculture design that you're trying to learn, but you have that bond. You don't have to have any other bonds. And as you build those circles, you're going to find people that overlap more. So don't necessarily pigeonhole yourself and look for events across the wide spectrum is, is kind of where I'm at. Uh, let's uh, let's let everybody know uh, where they can find you, what you got coming up. You got anything new going on? Uh, where can people check you out and, uh, and yeah, give a plug or something. So uh Hit it up, Ken. We'll uh, we'll go around and we'll wrap this thing up for tonight. Yeah, you can find me on the Constructive Liberty podcast at constructiveliberty.com. 
um, thing that I've got coming up, actually, I've just announced it on Facebook in the last week, starting a group, uh, not sure what to call it other than a book study group. Thesia knows about it. Um, kind of a personal development, just get together. We're going to read, go through a book, study it, have a, have a couple meetings a week or a month rather <laughs> a couple meetings a week. No, that'd be, that'd be over the top. Um, I don't know. It's, just see where it goes. I, I love reading personal development books and I want other people to join in with me if they like that thing. So I can also get their insight and wisdom from that. So I don't know where it's going to go. It's going to be fun, I think. So that's what I got coming up. How about you, Cecia? Well, I'm going to be at the Self-Reliance Festival and I'm going to get to speak about being a 60-year-old homesteader, being true to myself. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Ellis Family Farms. Uh, while I'm at the SRF, I'm also going to have a booth. I'm going to, uh, years ago, I started a little candle company with uh, my granddaughter so she could learn some uh, skills on how to be self-reliant. She was nine. She didn't care. But I've got some candles to sell. And then I'm also going to be selling some um, uh, beef tallow skincare for a friend of mine there. So I'm planning on uh, having something to sell there along with talking to people and, and the stuff. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and, and um, several other places I'm somewhere on some derivative of Thesia Ellis or Thesia Dayhoff Ellis, something along that line. Find them one, you'll find them all. Oh, Nate. Yeah, I'm Nate. I'm the uh, bearded half of Two Chicks Homestead. Uh, you can find us at twochickshomestead.com. We do a weekly podcast, and uh, this week we got one coming out on politics. So we're going to have a little bit of fun, maybe ruffle some feathers. So it'll be fun. Is that another coming up or something? Uh, yeah, the Church of the State's meeting at some point. How about you, Carrie? <laughs> I'm still doing my thing at Strong Roots Resources. Uh, I did recently update the website and added a whole bunch of uh, under the, I think it's called uh, Useful Links and Resources. Um, I think I've got everybody here listed in terms of, you know, basically content I find valuable. Uh, and uh, I'm always looking for more contributors to that. So you guys can let me know if there's something that you think should go on there. Um Otherwise, yeah, come see me at the uh, at the visitors booth at SRF. Um, give me all your information. I promise not to give it to the feds. Um, we're going to uh, what was it they were saying back one of the there's a couple of campaigns back political campaigns of where they're making a list. <laughs> AOC, one of those people. Oh, we're making yeah. a list. Yeah, we're making a list. I, I'm, I'm all about your list, though. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great list. And, of course, people can people, people can provide whatever information they're comfortable with. If you use a pseudonym or whatever, I, I don't care or or don't. But, yeah, come hang. You, um, you might have some interesting entries. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, ho I hope so because, you know, it's uh, we, we, we got 500 of these cards. So uh, it'd be awesome if we had all 500 of them filled out and maybe even some extras. Yeah, I, earlier Brian uh, Brian Norton had mentioned that uh, he was going to grab probably a piece of poster board. Anybody that has a uh, YouTube channel um, that uh, that they want to throw out there that everybody can go kind of check out and and give subscriptions. We're a big community, and maybe nice. we can throw some of those around um, and get. If there's 500 people there, why can't everybody have an extra 500 subscribers? Because uh, 
we should all support each other. So you got a got a YouTube channel, throw it on his board. I don't know if he's going to have it at his car. Maybe he'll have it at your welcome booth or uh, just kind of anarchy the crap out of the thing. So Exactly, exactly. So, all right. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm with The Lots Project. You can find me at thelotsproject.com. And uh, you can search The Lots Project on uh, YouTube. I do a daily podcast every Monday through Friday morning at 6 a.m. Central for, uh, it's been going about a half an hour-ish. Uh, Going to have episode 200 here on Thursday, so that's kind of exciting. Um, so uh, that'll be a good one. It'll be another recap episode of kind of my uh, 100th and uh, 200th have been kind of recap of where we've been, where we're going, and what's going on. So check that out this Thursday morning, and then you can find it on all the podcatchers. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, as far as what's going on, going to have silver coins pretty soon. Uh, posted a thing up in my Telegram chat tonight. Uh, my silversmith is making up my uh, my silver coins, and he sent me a video melting up uh, some kilo blocks of silver into some flake to start casting. So super excited about that. If you want to follow along, we will uh, we'll be hitting a thousand subscribers on YouTube here pretty soon. And when we do, we are going to give uh, a bunch of stuff away. We're going to give some coffee away, some silver coins, and all sorts of stuff. So. Head on over and subscribe to that and uh, make sure you follow along because it's going to be in the videos. So you can't just subscribe and uh, coast along. You're going to actually have to watch our uh, our content to figure out how to win. So other than that, anybody got anything to say before we sign off or uh, we're all good here? And uh, all right, everybody have a great night. This has been another episode of Fireside Freedom, and uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday night. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.